Welcome to the Losing Weight with Fasting and Mindful Eating podcast. I am your host, Monika Banach, an advanced practice nurse and a weight loss coach. I am so grateful for you taking the time to listen to today's episode. Hello everyone. So I'm so excited today. I have Micheline Adamo. She is the founder of Kapow Life and she's also the only, other than Cole Robinson, she's the only snake diet coach slash advocate. So super excited to have her on. I have followed her for a while since I started fasting and she is Italian, South African. She currently lives in Dubai, and she's a mother of a 16-year-old son. She is a professional dancer. She's a dance teacher, nutritionist, fitness and body sculpting trainer. She's also competed in physique and bikini in US and South Africa. And she's been in the health and dance industry for quite some time, for over the last 27 years. So she's got just amazing amount of knowledge and she is definitely a legend for sure. And just as a reminder, everything that we both discussed in this episode is just general information only. It's not intended to be a substitute for medical advice. So always consult your healthcare provider before making any changes. If you enjoy the content discussed in this episode, please go and review it on Apple Podcasts and share it with others so they can benefit from it as well. Welcome, Micheline Adamo. Did I say your name correctly? Yes, Micheline Adamo. At the moment, it's Micheline Adamo Rhinos. That's but, uh, right. So you did just get married. I wanted to congratulate you on your beautiful wedding. I saw some pictures on your Instagram and you got married. You just came back from South Africa, right? That's right. Yeah. So tell us about, just tell us a little bit about your wedding. How, like how in the world, an Italian girl that grew up in South Africa ended up in Dubai. Can you talk about your nationality a little bit? (laughs) I was born in an Italian family. I was born in South Africa, Cape Town. My family is originated from Sicily and Naples, but You know, born in South Africa, I was brought up as an Italian South African because the family, obviously growing up in South Africa, I pursued my own career, my venture, I ventured into my passions, what I love to do, and that was dance and nutrition and health and everything else. And long story short, I reached my limit in South Africa, I achieved everything I wanted to do. Everything I've put down on my list, everything that I wanted, I achieved in South Africa. And I wanted more. I thought I need to grow much bigger within myself. I've got a son, he's 16 years old, and I want to move further. I don't want to bring my son up in one place. I want him to be a child of the world. And I wanted to pursue more. I knew there was much more for me. And Dubai was calling. Dubai was calling. I almost ended up in Abu Dhabi. So I got two positions in Abu Dhabi. So the one was at the New York University of 
Abu Dhabi, and that was to be a wellness and health coach at university. And the other position, which was very promising, it was actually almost guaranteed that I would open up a health and wellness division in the American School of Education. Wow. I mean, so you can understand it was very exciting. I wanted more. I wanted I needed to expand myself because I was bursting inside. I needed to get more and experience more from life. And at the end of the day, I decided to invest in a business license, invest in growing myself and open up my own company in Dubai. So how long ago, when did you move to Dubai? How long ago was this? Now, five years ago. Five years ago. Is your family still in South Africa? Do you still have family there? Yes, I have my my family's in South Africa, but I've now got my son and my life in Dubai. Wow, that's amazing. And then you met the man of your dreams in Dubai, I suppose? No, this is the most wonderful part, okay? And this is what I I try and teach many people. When Mm. you have a vision for yourself and you want to pursue it and go for it, you got to just keep the faith. And faith is something that you feel, but you cannot see it. You can see it in your visualizations, Mm. etc. But Mm -hmm. I used to play with this because I had great faith, great things are going to be coming my way because that's what I wanted. And I don't accept anything else. So even when there's a challenge along the way, I take it with both hands. I don't know. There's just something to learn along the way. And how's this? I met my now husband, I met him in Cape Town, South Africa. Wow. A week before I was moving to Dubai slash Abu Dhabi. So when I met, when we met, it was actually we spotted each other. It's like a little romantic story. We spotted each other across the floor in the venue. Wow. And we got chatting, etc. And I said, it was so nice to meet you. But unfortunately, I'm not going to be staying here. I'm leaving. And that's it, you know. So he's like, well, where are you going? I said, no, I'm moving over to the UAE. So he goes, I'll see you there. Wow. And he... He resides in Dubai. So he was, he's been living in Dubai already for 20 years. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So he, he was, he met in South Africa, but he was not from South Africa. He was from Dubai. He is German South African <gasps> and he worked in Dubai for the past 20 years. Oh my gosh. It's like it was, you were meant to meet him. How beautiful. Oh my gosh. It gives me like goosies. Like I got goosebumps, literally. I love my little story of its reality. It was a real story, you know? And the funny thing is as well, before I met him. Yeah. And before going to Dubai, I wasn't sure if I was going to be moving, but I knew I was. And I always look for little signs along the way. And it was so funny. I was at the gym the one morning. And obviously, I do my meditations and that. And some elderly man was walking up the stairs. And I'm on the treadmill, as per usual. And he's got a T-shirt coming up the stairs. And I say, just give me a sign that. I am going to be going, everything's going to be going correctly. And then she got Dubai on his t-shirt. How funny. That's incredible. So for one year, we were long distance relationship for one year. So he would come visit me, I'll visit him. And then I'll say just, just under here. And then 
I made the move, I'm going to do this. Wow. How did you get started with fasting? And how did you come across Cole Robinson? This is so incredible, because that's how I found you as well through Cole Robinson. So please tell us the story. Okay, so obviously, as you all know, I have a passion for what I do. I'm passionate about health and taking care of wellness and mental state. And I am continuously upgrading and researching my knowledge in my line of work. Mm -hmm. And with everything changing all the time, I continuously keep myself on my toes. So I was, I have always been fasting, but not publicly. And because many people in that before Cole was able to open his mouth about it, I always knew about it and I always believed in it. And I was always incorporating fasting into my lifestyle. And I wanted to do further research on it Mm -hmm. to bring it into my nutrition programs with my clients. Mm -hmm. And obviously through the research, bam, there I see Jason Plum. And then at the same time, I see Cole and I'm like, this guy (laughs) obviously has captured my attention. Yeah. Because he's been sane besides choice of words, everything he's saying is on point. Mm-hmm. It's plain and simple that everybody can understand. It's on point. He's mm-hmm. not hiding or ducking and diving anything. Mm-hmm. How it is. And so that's how I found Cole was through my research. And immediately I went straight bang into a 72. It was the greatest I've ever felt because of the clarity I had achieved through a 72 and how much work I had completed in those three days within my personal work mm-hmm. projects. Is that I the longest fast, the first longest fast? Yes, at that time. Mm-hmm. It was the first longest fast I've ever did. I've always incorporated fasting into my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But I completed that 72 And I loved every minute Mm -hmm. of it. And I immediately contacted Cole, phoned him up, and I said to him, you are speaking everything that I do. Mm -hmm. You've got the the courage to speak it out. And I would like to promote fasting and promote snake diets into my line of work. And Mm that's how we got to know each other because I'm a professional in my line of work and it goes hand in hand mm-hmm. fantastically. And I've been a coach for 27 years. Wow. So I've been working with people for 27 years, transforming their lives. And with this chatting with Cole and him getting to understand me and getting to know me, that trust is built up with wow. them combined. Yeah. That's amazing. So, yeah, I wasn't sure if you went through like, I didn't know if you like, had weight issues or anything and that's how you found him but this was just through your own research and experimenting with fasting so you've never have you ever had like weight like weight issues at all or this was just mainly for health reasons and experimenting well now in my life it's for health reasons so Mm -hmm. I, i don't do the experiment i do the experimenting on myself first but besides experimenting it's a whole package thing okay yeah everything I coach but as a child growing up I 
come from a family, except my immediate family, my mom and dad, the rest of the family, they are obese. So growing up, I knew exactly what I wanted and what I didn't want. I knew exactly, Mm -hmm. I saw the happiness and I saw the sadness. Mm -hmm. I saw the struggles and I saw the victory. So, and there was no ways I was going to end up obese. So I grew up with my, I'm going to say it, my my dad and my brother used to always tease me if Mm -hmm. I became a bit chubby. So I was kind of like bullied. Yeah. Playful manner, but it hurt me. Mm-hmm. It hurt me so badly that I lost all my confidence. That as growing up as a 16-year-old, you know, with adolescent puberty and that you put on a little bit of weight and hormones are crazy. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. I didn't like myself. I was a bit chubby and teased from my, my brother, my father. or And... I was just determined, determined to take care. But I was a dancer. I did dancing. And taking care of my health mm-hmm. and my strength of my body was imperative to me for what I wanted. Mm-hmm. For my and my father was in the health industry. He was a bodybuilder. So I looked up to him. And I was like a little fly on his shoulder every day. Because he was a very, he is a very disciplined man. That's and awesome. And I could watch and learn from his discipline. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's amazing that you had that growing up, seeing that. Because it, it is, it does take a lot of discipline yeah. to compete or, you know, I yeah. mean, you've competed, which we will talk about it because I'm super curious to hear about that because I'm training for my first bikini show this yeah. year. So what have been the biggest changes that you've seen in people utilizing fasting I mean obviously for you it wasn't just weight loss it was health and I think sometimes people forget about like they over focus on that weight that number on the scale and they forget about the other benefits the mental benefits like being able to feel clear mentally and just feeling good overall it's more important that any of that number on that scale and that number is going to go down when you fix this yeah. and you feel better, that number is going to go down, especially when you have such a powerful tool, easy, cheap, and powerful tool, such as fasting. Yes. Yes. So the main thing is I see the confidence grow insanely with mm-hmm. women, mm-hmm. Well, with whoever I'm coaching. So mm-hmm. is that their confidence and their self-belief yeah. strengthens to the a next level? Mm-hmm. Because now they believe in themselves mm-hmm. and they don't realize what's happening to them mentally. The self-development, I always say the self-development is yeah. at its greatest when you are fasting. And they don't really realize what is happening, but me as a coach, I see it in them. Mm-hmm. And later, when they carry on for 30 days and another 30 days, depending on how long their journey needs to be, their, their lifestyle is transformed. Mm-hmm. Their mm-hmm. habits have changed. So fasting gives you the renewed self-belief that is required in order to make these changes within your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You I, agree. I 100% agree. And you know, 
people say, I don't know, I've read this somewhere. When you can control what you eat and what you drink and being like, and going for three days without food and being able to be in control of that, it changes something inside of you. I think it, it like you said, it gives you that confidence. Like I can do anything. It's like the first level of self-discipline and being able to control that because, you know, again, in our culture, not just the United States, but all over the world, that food addictions to food, to alcohol, to everything, like people are so out of control and, you know, they can't, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning, they're hangry. And I'm like, what is hanger? Hanger is an emotion. You got to control your emotion. It's not the food. Is this right here that you have to control first? So yeah, I 100% agree with that. That is so, oh, and I'm so happy that fasting is becoming a little bit more popular out there. You know, people are, are starting to look into it more because again, of all the amazing health benefits and the ease of doing it. I mean, it's just so simple. You just don't eat, right? Well. It's, 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 it's easy as you, you, you just don't eat. But I'd love to add to what you were saying about with the fasting, majority of the people are using fasting to lose weight, mm-hmm. right? But it's not about the, okay, you lose weight, but then you can also put it back on so quickly. Mm-hmm. But the fasting is the ment- you got to lose the weight, it starts with the mind, starts mentally. So once you start to transform the mind, your emotions will also start to strengthen. Mm-hmm. Your hormones start to change. And that food addiction, as a result, changes as well. So you're not going to be eating via an emotional system anymore. You're going to be eating for different reasons because the self-development part from fasting mm-hmm has renewed, has changed because your self-respect has increased. Mm -hmm. Your your understanding of yourself through the self-development part of why you are eating through these different emotions. So your self-worth and your respect and your values and your standards for yourself, that is what changes. And then you can understand how to eat beautifully. Yes. Knowledge of good nutrition. Yes. Oh, that's very well said. And I 100% agree. I think it's just, yeah, it's just not just the weight loss, but there's just something that changes. And, you know, I've dealt with my weight issues for about the last 10 years. And, you know, any diet I started, like let's say keto, I did it for two years, went back to eating normal, like carbs. Mm -hmm. I regained most of the weight. And with mm-hmm. fasting, this is the first time, and it's been a year, almost a year now that I have maintained my weight loss. That's never happened to me. Never. Because fasting is so liberating. It's so easy to incorporate in your life. And like you said, it actually, it changes this in here. It just kind of gives you that peace that, you know what, I don't need, like, I don't need to be binge eating this food. Like I'm eating to nourish my body, to replenish, nourish. It's not because I'm emotional wreck, right? So I think that that's huge that with fasting. And I think people sometimes forget that they just focus on that number. And it's great because it's such a great weight loss tool, but it's not just about that number. There's so much more that changes with fasting for sure. 
If it's yeah. just the weight loss, you're still going to have the problem. Mm-hmm. Because you, why do you put it not on in the first place, you know? Yeah. So self-development is major. That's first on the list. Mm-hmm. I love that. I do want to kind of, we'll go back to the fasting part, but I want to kind of touch on like you've had your bikini competitions, like you were, you won the Miss Bikini South Africa, right? In 2013. And you went to Vegas and earned a title like Fitness Bikini America, right? You yes, placed first in the physique and the third for the overall, right? Which is amazing. Congratulations. Did you do any fasting during that time? Were you already incorporating fasting? How did you get into the whole bikini competitions and all that? So the way I got started in the bikini competitions, I was the choreographer for all the fitness pageants in South Africa for Miss SA. So for all the years, I was choreographing the dancing side of the openings of the pageants with all the contestants. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them became clients of mine to choreograph their routines and do their nutrition, etc. And I was encouraged to compete through the organizers of the pageants, mm-hmm. as well as through my clients where I was just, I'm dancing, I'm doing my, my fitness stuff. I'm not into competing at the time. Mm-hmm. But I said, okay, let's do it, you know, for the fun of it. And <laughs> at the time when I first competed because everybody was encouraging me to do that but the very first time I did it out of my own mm-hmm. was to because I was already in I'd say at the time when I competed I was in good shape from dancing mm-hmm. and my nutrition was on point etc but I did it purely to grow myself again I'm saying mentally because I went through a stressful time in my life at the time I think it was around 2009 mm-hmm. and that it was my first competition 2009 around there, 2008 and I needed to grow myself and I did that I challenged myself and it was fantastic so ever since then I did it then more for the enjoyment and the fun of it and mm-hmm. etc where a lot of the bikini girls do it to transform their physique and not know how to get back into their shape again. They Mm -hmm. think they've got to compete again. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I went and competed again, 2013 and then 2014. And that was it. I mean, I've competed many times in between, but that was my final one. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. And you can see the muscle maturity changes through all the years. And you looked amazing. I saw your, I think that was maybe in Vegas, the pictures that you posted on your Instagram from the competition. It was like a throwback Thursday. I think that was maybe from Vegas or maybe from South Africa, but you looked amazing. Not You still do now, but it was incredible to see. Like, I mean, you, you can tell the seasoned muscle from just like a brand new muscle and you have the seasoned muscle. Like you got, yes, you looked amazing. Did you incorporate fasting when you were, training for the competitions where you did you have a coach or did you kind of do it yourself yes no I was always my own coach wow I, had, I did have a friend of mine who did my stats for me though who would measure my body fat percent and just make sure that I was on track or if I was needed if I slip in some way you know mm-hmm. he just kept me on track and a very good friend of mine 
Jan, his name is, was Jan from South Africa. And otherwise, I did all my coaching and training myself. So I always incorporated fasting in the mornings during the week. Mm-hmm. And I would have my first meal around about, say, brunch time, around about 12, 1 p.m. But I would fast through the mornings. And then on the weekends, I would eat from the morning straight, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm not going to go into great detail of it, but, yes, I did incorporate my fasting protocols during the week. Definitely. That's awesome. I mean, just the fact that you coached yourself is incredible. I know you're like a fitness trainer already, but, like, it's hard to coach yourself, you know, when you're competing for, for something like a bikini competition, for sure. And you do coach people now, right? For bikini and stuff. I know Monica, the other Monica. <laughs> I think she's training for another bikini competition as well. Yes. 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 So it's great. They also, people need to understand that the bikini competitions, it's a sport. Mm-hmm. It's totally different to lifestyle. So once you step into the zone of bikini competition, mm-hmm. your food combinations change completely yeah completely because your protein intake has to be much higher so if you are incorporating fasting when you do have your meals you you know you really need to have your 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 food combinations and your portions of proteins fats and etc etc needs to be on point on point for that specific goal or that specific weight or height or you know, that specific person needs to be mm-hmm. because the fasting is incorporated. So you want to use the best of both worlds for this sport. Yeah. And then the lifestyle side of outside of competition, you use fasting mm-hmm. and again, food combinations as a lifestyle. It, your food that you eat during lifestyle is totally different and combined totally different compared to bikini competition uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. totally different yeah but fasting if you incorporate fasting for bikini it's fantastic it's it's the best combination i mean i do have a coach that is allowing me to incorporate fasting which is amazing because most of the coaches i interviewed before i got decided on this coach They wanted me to eat every three hours, like still that old bodybuilding mentality. And this girl, she's on point. Like she understands, like she's all, like she's like towards the end, we'll incorporate longer fasts. We can do 72s, but she's allowing me to fast, like not super long. Obviously, you know, when I'm training, I can't fast on those days when I'm lifting, but it's so refreshing to see that because it makes a whole lot of difference. Like I know people that are training for a bikini and they're doing like an hour, two hours of cardio and just insanity. And I'm like, I don't have to do that, you know, because I'm incorporating fasting on my days off. And then when I'm training, I'm eating, you know, (laughs) so, and I'm not eating six meals a day. I'm eating, you know, maybe two or three sometimes, depending, obviously you can't eat like one sitting, you know, with that much protein, but it's a game changer. I don't think I would have decided to do it if I could not incorporate fasting because it's just too, it's too hard. Like who can eat every three hours? And plus it's not healthy stimulating that blood sugar every three hours it's and you're hungry all the time with me when i did 
my competitions, obviously I'd be fasting in the mornings during the week, but the food I ate, I had to make sure I could get a certain, and I, I <laughs> prepped my own meal plan for myself. I needed to get this amount of protein in my system in order to mm-hmm. get my muscle pumped, to get my muscle popping. Yeah. So everybody says you're going to lose muscle, you're going to lose muscle, right? If you're but fasting, I, you mean if you're fasting or work? Yeah, yeah. If you're doing cardio, you're mm-hmm. fasting, you're not eating enough protein, yeah. so you're going to lose muscle all the time. But you can't lose muscle like that, but you can soften up. The main thing was for me, the challenge was for me, by incorporating the fasting, I needed to get in a certain amount of protein. Mm-hmm. that was important so you know eating two to three hours i tell you my food combinations i was hungry all the time hungry all mm-hmm. the time that was the most irritating part for me because yeah. i even wake up at 12 or 2 in the morning starving even though i was eating mm-hmm. all the protein and incorporating the fasting but yeah to get in certain amount of protein was challenging for me but it was what I needed to do. That's why it's not lifestyle. That's yeah. It's not lifestyle. And you become totally dehydrated purposely mm-hmm. when you step on stage. Step yeah. on stage. It's a different, definitely different lifestyle. Would you compete again sometime in the future or are you finished with the competitions? That's something you would ever consider doing again? Well, you know, I can say never say never. <laughs> Yes. But at the moment, I'm not interested to compete. I've got so many other interests that I need to fulfill. And I've done it, done it, won it, got the t-shirt, got the crown. That's right. You've done it. You accomplished that. You won. And you, I mean, yeah, your, yeah. your bikini career was amazing, your physique and bikini. So I could totally get it. Like, I mean, you don't have to, you already proved that to yourself. So you're kind of like me. I'm like, okay, what's the next goal? What's the next thing I can achieve? I love that. So how did your, so you have the Kapow business, right? How did that start? And tell us a little bit about like the services that you provide for women or men as well. Do you coach men as well or? Male and female, both. What I do is I have an online coaching server where I have different studios, Okay. So I've got the Kapal Body Studio where I do training, live training sessions, and my clients log in at certain times when I go live. Mm-hmm. And then if they're not able to catch me with the live training sessions, they can catch up in the library. So I've got the Kapal Body Coaching Studio. All my coaching studios is where I go live. And then I've got the Lifestyle Coaching Studio where I do life coaching health coaching, nutrition, where I go live every Thursday in that coaching studio. And again, my clients can catch me live and chat with me or they can catch the live in the library again. And then I've got the Kapal Community Studio where all my clients are able to chat and support each other and keep updated of the new things that I'm bringing in, etc., And then separate from the Kapal coaching studios where I do the training, nutrition, one-on-one studio, that's the consultation room Mm -hmm. where I do one-on-one coaching, lifestyle coaching, as I have the separate studio for the Kapal snakers group. Mm -hmm. And that is free of charge, free of charge. I don't charge for my snakers coaching 
if any of my Kapow members want to jump into Snakers, it's no extra charge. The only thing is you need to be a member. So it's a separate studio where I do all my group coaching uh, gotcha. for Snakers oh, awesome. in the studios. What is your current casting protocol? Are you following a specific protocol? And can you give some examples of that? You're obviously lean, so you're probably doing it just for maintenance and health. Well, I live a fasting-focused lifestyle. That's my lifestyle. So even if I'm traveling, if I'm on holiday, if I'm at home, it's my lifestyle. I take it with me wherever I go. So what I do, say five times a week, I live on 24s. Mm-hmm. Maybe twice a week, I might combine two meals, and there might be a meal around about 4 p.m., and then I'll have dinner with my family. And then I most definitely, every single month, I throw in a 48 now and then and a 72 now and then, every month as well. So that's my lifestyle. I do not ever eat throughout the day, ever. I, it's awesome. just... It's just not, I just don't do it. My system is just not comfortable with that. And it's definitely making sure that you eat in a healthy, healthy manner, food combinations. Obviously, mm-hmm. I do enjoy a treat now and then, but it's my lifestyle. I chose So lifestyle. Monday through Friday, OMAD, basically. So you eat one meal a day, right? With a maybe say a two hour eating window. Okay. Can you give yeah. like an example? Like, what's your normal, typical meal? Like, what do you normally eat? Like, when you break your fast on those daily OMAD days, like, what does it typically look like? Always be obviously a high protein. So, it would be either steak or salmon. I'm sure on Instagram, the couple of pickies of like, the foods we eat, it will be steak and salmon mm-hmm. and fish. And then I always have salad, mixed green salad, better different greens and avo, and then a vegetable. So I don't do I don't do any heavy starches at nighttime ever. If I do, maybe it'd be like a treat. But the majority of our home food is protein and veggies. Salad. Yeah. Does your husband? fast with you does he incorporate fasting in his lifestyle as well he does oh that's does. awesome i love that he would have a two meal a day mm-hmm. two meals. so it would be either the and it will always be around about 11 12 sometimes it would be at three but it will always be two meal and so then at times he does a 24 he goes babe i'm just going to i'm going to be doing a 24 i said go for it great because he wants to do a detox it's health and you mm-hmm. feel it out. You, you become intuitive with your system and you feel like, I just want to detox a bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it's- that. That's great that he, he's also in tune with fasting and he does it with you. That's, that's great. Oh, and he understands it. He understands the lifestyle. It's not just let's lose some weight and go back to eating all day long. It's like, it, it, you, you're right. It's a lifestyle. You just. And he, became, he, he, he was taught this obviously since meeting me <laughs> in the relationship. So for, for the past so five years, he's incorporated this lifestyle and it works wonderfully for him. Well, well. He probably feels better. It's anti-aging. There's just so many different benefits. You know, I love that, you know, you're a prime example of you don't have to fast for weight loss because you don't have any weight to lose, but you fast for just 
feeling better, the mental clarity, the living longer, anti-cancer, like there's just so many benefits of allowing your body just to heal. You know, we don't give our bodies enough time. You know, we all fast at night, but like most people don't even fast at night because they eat like till they go to bed, like, and they're digesting food throughout the night. So they never let their bodies, their digestive system to rest and actually heal and do what it's supposed to do. I mean, back in the days, like our ancestors, they didn't stuff their faces all day long. They didn't have snacks. (laughs) They didn't have chips. You know, they went and hunted, got some meat. They ate for a little while and then they probably didn't have anything for, you know, a few days and they didn't obsess about it. So during that time, they got was healing. They got the digestive system was taking a break. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Now we're so obsessed, like food, food, like the addiction to food is just insane. And, you know, a lot of times it's not our fault. It really is a food industry with all the stuff that's in the food, the junk food. It just, it changes your receptors in your brain, your dopamine, your serotonin, just completely out of whack. And, you know, it is hard for people to, to do that. But I find it, I don't know if that's true for you as well. Those 72 hour fasts, I feel like they reset my receptors. Like, let's say I, I go on vacation, I eat kind of bad sugar, I have some treats or I drink. When I do that 72 hour fast, I am back to like my norm. Like I'm not craving these foods. Have you found that yourself? <laughs> Absolutely. The 72 is the greatest cleansing system Mm -hmm. protocol to follow to cleanse the system. Your adrenal glands, you know, also if you with too much coffee, your adrenal glands need a break. Your your hormones balance out because of all the the junk that one might have or or alcohol that might have. Mm -hmm. Your liver needs to detox, has to, and the 72 is, is magical. Absolutely mm-hmm. magical for that. No, it's just mm-hmm. resets everything. Yes. And oh, I love it. Everybody would. But just mm-hmm. try it out a little bit, you know? Just try it out a little bit. Get the feel good hormones flowing and get yes. the confidence built up again. Yes. Give that digestive system a break, at least. And yeah, like you said, and just, just being able to keep the promise you made to yourself okay, I'm going to go 72 hours. It just, again, it just changes you know, your confidence, how you feel about yourself, because you keep those promises you made to yourself and you can achieve, even if it's just a 72 hour fast, being able to achieve that and believe that you can do it. It's just, it's so, uh, it's just amazing. So liberating. Oh, I love it. Any things like any challenging things about fasting that you've experienced or especially the beginning? I'll be honest with you. I didn't find the 72 challenging for me at all. I didn't. Because you're such a badass. <laughs> <laughs> you're just such a badass. You are. <laughs> I'll say badass about me is because my why is so important. Mm-hmm. The why, my chosen yes. why I do what I do is that is badass. And my commitments to my inner being so that nothing can derail that ever ever Mm -hmm. that connection is done it's that's it and my why and I tell you 
the most important part is because I appreciate my life so much, I appreciate my my little family I have, the three of us, and my lifestyle, my home, my dogs, that your happiness is the greatest gift you can give your loved ones. Mm-hmm. And I do my best to keep myself balanced and happy and balanced <laughs> and to give that as a gift for my family at home, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I do certain things, it needs to be to grow myself for health reasons and, and to live a joyous life. That's, mm. that's your, your, your born right to have a joyous life. I like that you said my why, because sometimes people forget like, you know, Oh, I can't fast. It's just too hard. How do you do it? And I'm like, I have a reason why. And like you just mentioned that you have to have that reason why you're doing it, because if it's just like, "Mm, whatever, you're not going to stick to it. Your reasons being healthy, being there for your kids when they grow up, like those reasons why are so important to have and write down and remind yourself frequently, because we do, you know, life gets busy and we're like, oh, I'm just going to eat because I'm stressed or I'm just going to drink because I'm stressed. But when you have those reasons, reasons, big enough reasons why you're doing something, it changes the way you approach things. Like suddenly things are not as, you know, hard. Like, yeah, I can do a 72 hour fast because it's going to help me be healthy for my kids, feel better mentally. And like you said, being able to give your family that internal happiness that you have is the biggest gift. You're not looking at your husband for the happiness to bring to you, you're already happy. And it just that balance, being able to balance those things together is it's amazing. And sometimes we forget that we're always looking, well, well, who can make me happier? How can that person bring something to my life? You have to do it first yourself. Correct. Correct. You can't rely on somebody to bring you that happiness. It's like their duty to make me happy. (laughs) No. It doesn't work like that. No. Your partner should add blessings, add happiness to your life. Not like be the the responsible one to make you happy. You're in charge of that, you know. Mm -hmm. People that lack confidence, like what would be some tips to help you be more confident? Like what what can you do to, to change that? What built my confidence is that I had to rely on myself. I was a single mom. My son is the greatest blessing to me that I've wanted my son. We plan to have my son. But I had to rely on myself. I had to have belief in myself. I had to believe in myself. But how Mm -hmm. does one get there? Now, this is the, the most beautiful part, is that I had to dig deep because nobody could give me the answers. I couldn't ask for the answers. I couldn't ask for the help. I couldn't ask somebody to hold my hand. I couldn't. And that was through having that strong, deep connection with my inner being, my inner spirit. So it was through meditation that built up my self-belief that firstly, I'm not alone, so I don't have to be scared. Mm. And it starts from that. You're scared. You're vulnerable. Confidence in believing in myself, my appearance, or whatever it may be. I have a son to take care of, etc. So 
through meditation or prayer, as some people would say it, every single morning. Mm -hmm. It started when my son was born because I was single. I chose to be single with my son. Since then, at 16 years ago, I started meditating. And through deep prayer and understanding mm -hmm. and listening carefully to my guidance, writing the notes down through messages I would receive, mm -hmm. that is what built my confidence to believe in myself without mm -hmm. the approval from anybody else. That's so good. So, so powerful right there. So confidence, it's not something that you get from other people. Confidence is you believing in yourself. You build your own confidence, not what everybody else thinks of you. Confidence is you from the inside. And again, goes back to being happy with who you are, trusting yourself, and just taking care of yourself. Because you can't be happy if you're eating junk 24 hours. I mean, your body... You lose respect for yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you are respecting yourself, you have, you collaborate. Firstly, you collaborate a team with yourself and your inner being. So if yeah. you, that is the most powerful team. Mm -hmm. It's your silent partner in your life. It's your most trusted partner in your life is your inner being. And that you own it. You can never lose it and it will never leave you. Only you can leave it. It mm -hmm. can never leave you. So if you're feeling lost, you can just tap back into your power zone. And mm. the confidence is not having the approval from others. Confidence is knowing you respect yourself. If you lose your respect, you're going to lose that connection. If you lose your confidence, you're feeling vulnerable, boom, there you've lost that connection. Mm -hmm. So when that does happen, you know you need to tap back into that confidence zone that you can always rely on yourself and you can always create a confidence zone or confidence feeling that you approve of. Mm -hmm. You approve of. If somebody else wants to say something about you that is totally the opposite of you, like, how can they say that? <laughs> you look at yourself in the, in the mirror and you yep. would say, are you going to think what they're saying or mm -mm. are you going to choose what you believe? And you're like, damn, I, I believe that. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about that. Yeah. It's about what you believe and what you feel. It's obviously, they need some inner work for themselves or whatever the case may be. It doesn't matter. you got to rely on you. And I always say to my clients, you've got to own it. Mm -hmm. Own it. Own you and be proud yes. of you without that approval. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. so powerful. I mean, you cannot, that is such a powerful statement. It's mm -hmm. nobody can build that confidence in you but yourself and yeah. Yeah. as long as you worry about other what others think you're never gonna be happy you oh, cannot yeah. worry what other people think because to be honest most of the times people don't even really think that much you know yeah. the things that you think maybe others think of you they probably don't to be yeah. honest because think about yourself like i don't go looking at others people and think certain things about them. I mean, I have so much going on in my life. I don't even worry about anyone else. So yes. Yeah. Do you meditate daily? Like what's your meditation practice? You meditate in the morning and how long do you usually meditate for? So obviously sometimes I do grab mornings where I would sleep in mm -hmm. because I, wouldn't, I might be lacking sleep and I would definitely take care of sleep and sleep in in the mornings. 
But majority of the times, my meditation would take place early mornings before my family wake up. Mm. Wake up in the morning, I don't get done. I'll just put a nightgown over. I would light a candle, mm. grab my notebook, put the date at the top, put the notebook and pen aside, and do a meditation of silence in my mind for around about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I get so, so taken on the next level with my meditation. It's goes longer but it's beautiful I am so not me if I don't meditate (laughs) I'm like lost I have to meditate and give thanks before I start this day and have listened carefully to the guidance I need Mm. in order to move forward with whatever I am working on Mm. and then you journal too after you meditate do you are you do you journal daily or every single day I love it. See, this is a person that's got everything going in her life. She still journals. Like journaling, it's so, being able to put those thoughts on the paper, there's just so something so powerful about it. I, I don't do it every single day, but I do it often. I probably need to do it every single day, maybe like right after I meditate, because it is, I love it. It, it just, it almost like cleanses you. You can just like, okay, have you, have you, if you had a hard day at work or something or your day was, you know, rough, like it just, there's just something powerful about putting those words on the paper. Even if you're thinking it, like you're thinking about something, it's not the write same. It down. Write yeah. it down. The minute you write it down, that connection, it lightens your inner being up. It's mm. kind of like puts light on. You mm-hmm. can hear it. But the minute you write it, the second time you're saying it to yourself mm-hmm. and then you verbalize it at three, three times. So it's, you hear it, write it, you mm-hmm. say it, it's done. Mm-hmm. It's done. And then you leave it alone. You don't have to stress or worry about it. It's going to happen in its good timing. Mm-hmm. If you have to see my office, there's notebooks everywhere and there's all like <laughs> some different dates and there's little pieces paper because I could be walking around in the home or I just go into the kitchen mm. and then something comes to my mind I run back upstairs I write it down oh, that's write awesome down. so like anything ideas or anything that bothers you like you just write it down I only write down things that inspire me mm. I don't write down anything that is negative oh that's interesting yeah I only lighten up or focus mm-hmm. or empower positivity or positive things that I want to focus on. If I am going to look to something that is negative or something that is bothering me, mm-hmm. that's going to get bigger. Mm. So what so, happens when you do have some negative thoughts? Like how do you reroute your thoughts or what do you do then? Okay. Well, I give myself a few seconds to change my thoughts immediately. <laughs> Love it. That's awesome. Be like, you have a few seconds to get out of my head and <laughs> move on. So how do you do that? So mm-hmm. immediately I think about something that makes me feel good. Mm. It's like kind of like closing the door and then opening the window mm. and see the sun. So anything yeah. that's negative, yes, it's going to bother me and it's going to ruin the day if I don't stop it immediately. Mm-hmm. But if I stop it within a few seconds, it's not going to activate. It's not going to fill my, my system, my immune system with this horrible feeling. I have to make sure that 
the joy comes in and just kicks negativity on, on its ass, mm-hmm. you know? Because mm-hmm. the bigger your positivity is, the negativity just swears, yeah. swears away. It goes away. And, you know, same positivity, same thing with, you know, it's a practice. It doesn't just naturally happen. You have to, we, we are in general, our, our brains are designed to think negative, right? Because it's like, it's protecting you from things, but you have to reroute those thoughts. Our brain, like it takes time. It doesn't just like happen overnight. You have to slow, even just the way you change, the way you think of yourself, you know, when you're overweight, like when you start to think of yourself in a different way, it slowly will start to change those thoughts in your mind. And same thing with positivity, rerouting the negative thoughts to, and I mean, you've probably been doing it for so long that when you have a little negative thought, you like immediately attack it and you're like, go, (laughs) you kick it out of your brain. So, but for a lot of people, you know, they do, you know, especially with depression and other stuff and everything that's going on in the world, you know, we do get those negative thoughts and it's okay to have them. It's just Mm -hmm. knowing how to, you know, get rid of them and just reroute the positive. Without the negative, how are you going to know what you're wanting? Hmm. So if you hit a negative side of things, it's showing you what you don't want Mm -hmm. and immediately reroutes to you remembering what you do want. Yes. Yes. It's just like the night doesn't last forever. You know, after the night, there is the daylight. And so you have to remember that things are not going to stay the same. Things will get better. If you are going to empower this part of your Mm -hmm. life, or if you're going to empower this part of of your life, I would prefer to empower the, the happy part of my life because the happy part and the loving part, it's, not, there's nothing more powerful than mm. that. The negativity cannot survive in it. So depression or anxiety or feelings of an illness, and that, the more, let's work, let's work on the word depression. Mm-hmm. It's happened because the negativity or mm. the bad side of things have been, that's all that that person sadly has been focused on. Mm-hmm. That has gotten bigger. The focus has gotten bigger on that. You wake up thinking about that. You, you live your day thinking about that. You go to bed thinking about mm-hmm. that. You wake up and it's a vicious circle and you can't get out. Mm-hmm. And it gets deeper and darker and more sadder. Mm-hmm. And it takes practice to step out of that whirlwind, step out. Mm-hmm. Every time you get a moment, you've got to practice, step out and start writing down Things that make you feel good. Put on a piece of music that mm-hmm. makes you feel good. And practice these new habits until this starts to soften down and this gets bigger. Mm, I love that. Yeah, if you if you continuously focus on the negative and you don't start putting a little bit of positivity in, you are gonna get more negative and more depressed and more depressed. Like it does that's just it doesn't work that way. So yes. Happens, what happens when you are in a depressive state or if you are sad or if mm-hmm. you looking at the negativity the whole time? Your immune system drops down. Mm, yes. Cells in your, in your immune system takes a dive. Mm-hmm. And that's not well-being. You've got to take care of your health. Mm-hmm. You know, balance yeah. it up. 
hundred percent. I do want to respect your time. Of course, it's like late in Dubai. <laughs> I'm in Nashville. So it's like 10 o'clock here in Nashville. Yeah, almost 10 and it's eight o'clock your time. So I just have a few last questions that I really wanted to ask you. What three tips could you give people that are new to fasting or maybe are unsure about fasting? I mean, hopefully people listening to what we already talked about earlier it will convince them to, to try it out at least. But any tips for, especially for beginners, people that are new to fasting? First of all, is if they want to incorporate, incorporate fasting into their lifestyle, is it, would it be for weight loss or would it be for health reasons? Or needs to be what, what reason they are approaching fasting mm-hmm. for, okay? But just for lifestyle as well, I would say do your homework. Do your homework and understand the correct way of fasting and for different reasons, all right? There's different reasons one can approach fasting for. So do your homework and understanding that. Should you be obese or should you wish to just renew your whole system, renew your, or just, you don't have to be obese, but you want to lose around about, say, 30 pounds or something, Make sure that you can trust and rely on a coach that has experience in working with other people's health. Mm -hmm. If you're going to pursue the fasting journey, make sure that you grab somebody or ask somebody or sign up with somebody that you can work with and has worked with other people the experience working with other people, mm-hmm. not you yourself. Now I've done example, I'm, I've lost so much pounds and etc. And now I can coach other people. Yeah. You, you, and sad, I know you, you, some people think they can, but it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous. You don't have the experience of working with other people's mental state, mm. background, health reasons, mm-hmm. everybody's body reacts differently yes so so number two was if you're going to pursue a long journey of fasting do your homework and find somebody Mm -hmm. that has the experience of working with health and other people Mm -hmm. i would say number three your why Mm. is prepare yourself to get ready Mm -hmm. prepare yourself mentally I just did a beautiful chat in my lifestyle coaching studio on Thursday. It was about getting ready to be ready. Mm. So if you say I like again, that. Getting ready to be ready. I like that. Receive these changes. Mm. Because my experience working with people, they could be losing the weight and then they stop because they don't believe that they can actually have this mm. new life. Mm-hmm. It's a block. So prepare yourself. Prepare yourself that there are going to be detox symptoms. Mm-hmm. Know what be- to expect. Yes. That's yes. what's from definitely from the homework side. Detoxing. Mm-hmm. Prepare yourself with words of self-worth, you know, like understanding that you are deserving of that. So that's the mental side of preparing mm-hmm. your detox symptoms. And the other one was prepare yourself if you have to take off work within the first week. Stay at home for the first three days. Because some people might hit a low mm-hmm. until the ketones kick in and some people hit a high. Mm-hmm. Just prepare. So get a good 
coach, do your homework, and prepare yourself. Yeah, because, you know, everybody has different detox symptoms, you know, depending on how much buildup you have in your body. Some people, you know, and you want you want to be able to know, okay, what is detox and what is dangerous, you know, like right. some people just like, yeah, go fast as long as you can. No, no. I mean, there's so much more that goes into it. And like you said, everyone is different. And it's not, you know, a cookie cutter situation and being able to have someone that can recognize your symptoms, what's normal versus what's dangerous. It's very important. What personally for you, what two or three things you wish you had known sooner in your life with anything like relationships, weight loss, any, anything at all? I wish I had known sooner about meditation, Mm. about finding that connection with your inner spirit. Mm-hmm. That, that is because that was my my saving time. That yeah, mentally with everything, with mm-hmm. everything. It's, without that, I'll I don't think I would be today like yeah. the way I. The meditation and or whatever that inner deep connection. Mm-hmm. It's so different about going to groups and communities where I'm not talking about that. I'm talking mm-hmm. about having that private inner connection mm-hmm. with your with your inner spirit mm-hmm. that is the most powerful powerful part of life and i wish i'd known that earlier in my younger days in my when i was in my teens mm-hmm. or early 20s i'd say no you know when you when you I'd say in my early 20s it was fantastic there was no fear there was no fear i would just go 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 yeah. but the minute something hit hard then I didn't know what to do you know and but it was through that that I found my inner being because I had nobody to turn to Mm. so but when you're down and then you listen carefully and I was asking 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 and it came to me it's the most beautiful experience of my entire life Mm. You inspiring me to meditate even more. I meditate pretty much every day, but like this morning I didn't because I just got home from work and, you know, running around. So I'll probably do it later, but yes, I love it. And, you know, sometimes people are like, well, what is it? Is it a prayer or is it meditation? It could be either or sometimes some days when I meditate, I just pray. I pray in Polish too. So I'll just sit there and just pray, say a little prayer, close my eyes and just like, because when you pray, it's like your mind doesn't go into other, like doesn't go 200 miles an hour. You focus on that, just that being in the moment. And so it really doesn't matter. It could be just sitting there breathing, could be saying a prayer, whatever it is for you. It's meditation to me. Yeah. Quieting your mind and finding the alignment within your system. Mm-hmm. That alignment keeps you balanced and in control of situations the best that you can be. And there's a very big difference between when you are praying or when you are speaking in your meditation or writing down things. There's a very thin line between speaking with desperation of please help me. Yeah, but no, forget about that part. You want mm-hmm. to just always focus on appreciation, giving thanks for everything or giving thanks for the small little things all the time. The more you give thanks to the more you feel blessed, the more you appreciate things in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being grateful, gratefulness practice. That's another one that's huge. 
Because why, never ever approach meditation or pray only in the difficult times. Mm-hmm. It needs to be done through yes. appreciation on the, in the good times, much always. And the difficult or challenging times will be easier, easier. And just ask mm-hmm. for guidance. Anything else? Any other things that you wish you have known sooner? I would say the prolonged fasting. Mm -hmm. I wish I'd known sooner about 48 and 72s. I believed in all the others and understood everything else, but that 48 and 72s just takes you to your next level. And I would love to have experienced that in my earlier days because it's great. Yes. So it would be understanding that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely one of mine for sure. I wish I've known, but not that we do know. <laughs> what What is the longest fast you've done? It just made me think about it because you said 48, 72. Is 72 the longest you've done or have you gone any any over uh, that? 96. 96, okay. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I don't do anything longer. I don't promote anything longer ever. 96 would be the, the cutoff. Yeah, what are your thoughts on, I see I I go again, because I have so many questions for you. What are your thoughts on people that fast, you know, they go, you know, a couple weeks, a month, like, what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts on it is, unfortunately, it's not going to teach them any type of Mm self-control when you start to eat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're not learning, you're Mm -hmm. not learning about yourself. You now are getting to a point where you're just letting go of what you're wanting to learn. There's nothing now. Mm-hmm. So it's not empowering. It's, yeah. You might feel empowered at the time that your self-control is yeah. super. Human, but and I think Cole actually mentions that. He says, till you can control your refeeds, don't fast long. Because the longer you fast, the more you're going to binge when you break your fast because you're going to be still out of control. It's the refeeds, the small refeeds, being able to control your food. The fasting is easy. Once you go over those three, four days, it's like, it's it's not hard. It's nothing. (laughs) It's like nothing. You carry on. The hunger's gone. Mm -hmm. It's going to become numb about it. And that's what happens with the 96. It's like, okay, that's it now. I need mm-hmm. to get some type of appetite coming back again. That's when you know it needs to step back into that lifestyle. Yes. So, yeah, I don't, I don't approve of it. I don't coach it. I don't encourage it. Mm-hmm. Plus, it can be simply dangerous for people that are not monitored by by their doctor. I mean, if you go, especially if you're not taking in electrolytes when you're fasting that long, you're drinking plain water. I mean, your your medication, you know. So yes, if you go over a certain time, it can be dangerous as well because you do need to have a medical supervision. Really, anything over five days or anything four to five days, you should have someone supervising you because you never know how your body's going to react. Yeah, Thanks. absolutely. I agree. I'm, I'm the same. I don't promote anything over five days, to be honest. My longest was five days, I think. So, and that was fine, but I already practiced fasting way before I did the five day fast. But again, I like the shorter ones. The 72s are great. 48s are great. Anything really between that 24 to 72 hour mark. I love 
So if you do 72s and 96s, you're going to lose the same amount of weight if your refeeds are correct yes. and your movement accountability is there. You'll mm-hmm. lose the exact same weight as the person that's fasting for 15 days straight. Mm-hmm. You'll lose the same amount of weight. People don't realize yeah. it, but your refeeds need to be monitored correctly. Yes, absolutely. And and again, going back to, you know, just because you did a 15-day fast, it doesn't mean that you should go back to eating junk all day long. You're going to regain the weight. And it's even worse. It's such a yo-yo, unhealthy way. Yes. Yeah, because when you do the refeed, that is what your body is going to soak up. Your mm-hmm. cells are going to soak up that type of nutrition. Mm-hmm. Do you, imagine, imagine you're cleaning your system from mm-hmm. all the toxins and now you refeed on all junk you it's going to be even more dangerous for your cells and that system because that's what's going to soak in you the body's going to soak all those toxins in even deep so how dangerous is that yeah absolutely and really knowing how to refeed like you you're not supposed to have like really high carbs when you first refeed because of the refeed syndrome i mean it's very dangerous a lot of people don't know about it so there's a certain things you have to follow when you go over a certain you know three four five days fast like you have to follow the proper way of refeeding you can't intake so much food because your body can actually you can you, people can die from that I'm going to list all the, like your website, michelinadamo.com. I'll list that in the notes. Your IG is michelinadamo, correct? Your Instagram. And then you have the Facebook group, the snake diet Michelin. Is that for ladies only or for women, for guys? The Facebook group is, I don't do coaching on the Facebook group. It's snake diet coaching with Michelin, but it's not actual coaching on the Facebook group. It's for male and female. There is three that one needs to answer before they can get into the group. It's just a community of sn- people that believe in snakers, snake diets and health and that. And then obviously I let the group know when I'm taking in more people for my coaching group, which I do in the online coaching studios. So every month I promote the new Kapal Snakers journey where mm-hmm. they use plus awesome. minus. So that's on the website as well. Okay. Yeah, so it would be and my personal Facebook, it, you can ask, request a friend if you want, Michelin Adamo, on my Perfect. personal Facebook. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. I'm so excited I was able to talk to you. I, I love your journey. I love all that you do for others, the support for women and men out there, and just spreading the word of fasting, prolonged fasting, and how amazing it can be when you connect everything together, the mind, the body, everything. It's really, I think it's like the secret sauce of happiness and longevity and everything. It's just, it's amazing. So thank you for everything that you do. I'm so grateful to be able to connect with you and continue to follow your journey as well. So I appreciate it. Great. No, thank you so much for the invite. And (laughs) Um, this whole fasting conversation, the whole package creates this kapow life, you know? So mm-hmm. Kapow. Kapow, make it your the most favorite. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Micheline. Have a good night. I know it's like bedtime for you. <laughs> I'm going to make myself go to the gym. And yes, so yeah. And may you continue with your journey and make it a great one. I'm excited 
Thank you, you so much. Thank yeah. you. I'm looking forward to there's a lot of amazing, exciting things happening. So I'm just going with the flow with the energy. You know, this is like, I feel like I'm, you're like my soul sister. I'm so similar to like your personality. Like, I just love that, you know, passion, things that I'm passionate about. And, you know, I work full-time job. I don't need to do this. I just love, I love spreading the word. I love showing people how much better their life can be and being able to inspire others. I, I love it. It's just something that no money can buy for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what lasts a lot, you know? Yes. 100%. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, share it on your social media, and be sure to leave a review on iTunes. Follow Monica on Instagram at fit.fat.hotaf and on Twitter at Fit, fat, hot AF.